You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. That proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Dr. Cole, I just mentioned that with the liveactivenow.org fund. What do you guys do? That's your orthopedic research, right? Yes, this is a non-for-profit that uh, is housed out of Rush that uh, provides uh, philanthropic funding for orthopedic research. You know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on, Steve, is that uh, this concept of translational medicine. That means I go to the clinic, you show up, you say you've got shoulder or knee pain. I can't quite figure out uh, the best solution or the solution we have is not perfect. We can take it back to the laboratory, speak with the people, the scientists that we work with and collaborate with on a regular basis come up with an answer and bring it right back to the clinic in short order. That's the kind of work that we really pride ourselves in. And uh, it's a whole team. It's not just me. It's it's my colleagues, and uh, specifically in uh, sports medicine, orthopedics, spine, foot and ankle, uh, pediatrics, oncology. All of us are really deeply engaged in research. So while our day job is uh, seeing patients doing uh, surgery uh, and helping people keep out, stay out of the operating room at the same time, uh, this is a real big part of what we do. At least 20%, 30% of my time is spent doing that. And you can find a lot of those articles on our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com or smwhome.com. One of the things posted on our website, Dr. Cole, the real reason LeBron James seems to be immune from injuries. LeBron is now in his 15th NBA season. This struck me, although I guess I can believe it. He spends $1.5 million per year on his body. Does that number jump out at you? Yeah, that jumps that jumps big. I, I certainly can't give it any uh, precedence of what others I know are spending, but that's a big number. Uh, but it's meaningful. And, uh, you know, look, when you have access to things that improve strength, conditioning, nutrition, recovery, um, that's an enormous advantage. I mean, those are elements that you can control and uh, sort of trick your body into staying healthy uh, and uh, invoking some of these really basic great principles. I'll break it down to this level, Dr. Cole. If I had the money, I would have a personal trainer. Would you do that over a chef? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good question. But yes, I've, I, I train myself. Yeah. All right. And I always have people come up to me, oh, Steve, love you on the bulls and your golf show, blah, blah, blah. Can I work? You know, they think I have all this money and they want to become my personal trainer. I can't afford it. Okay. Seriously. You know, I'm trying to build college funds. I got two kids. Yeah. I'm an so older I, dad. I, so I think, you know, the interesting thing about that is there's, I could probably tell you how to get it done without a trainer, but like, so you, I, I, I believe that, you know, you got to eat to exercise, right? Okay. I think, you know, so this you think a chef is more important. I personally, if you're going to, if you're going to be, you know, it's very time consuming, right? What's to, more to, important, to, a, a personal trainer or a chef? I don't know. It depends <laughs> on what, what, what resources <laughs> yeah. you have. I mean, I don't know how you eat, but I think that like I bring my lunch every single day now because I know I can't duplicate what I can do on my own. Right. So I think that it's hard to find is, a healthy lunch. It's really it really hard. is. Yeah, it's really hard. And, and 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 so my point is, look, most people can't afford this stuff. But and I'm not saying I have this personal chef, but I'm saying if you had the luxury of always having a trainer or or a chef, I think it's kind of both important. The good news is that there's lots of ways to do it on your own. There's lots of inexpensive ways to do it. You know, so even on the food side, as far as delivery and so forth, I mean, there are ways to get it down to the point where if you laid it out financially, said I'm going to go to the store and do A, B, C, and D versus have something prepackaged, it's surprisingly not that much more. I but agree. you got you to search it, you know. And But the other thing with the exercise, there are enough apps and programs 
that can guide you through a program. The problem is there's just so much. We're over knitted. There's more, there's more product than we can ever, you know, um, get through. There's a ton of inventory out there. But if you could find some decent programs online and apps and so forth, I think the big thing about having a trainer is that you just don't blow it off and you in the frequency. I think well, that's a big deal. They may push you um, harder than you might do yourself, but it's, it's exercises is, is largely in, uh, about frequency. It is. And, it is. and, and it's not just intensity, but frequency. So it's doing it regularly enough, minimum of three times a week, up to five times a week for a long enough period of time and staying focused, having the someone variation, there. That's what bothers me. See, I do the, I do, I work out three, four times a week at a facility in Naperville. I do the same cardio, Dr. Cole, every single day time and it bothers me well, that's I, I'd love getting, to do yeah because you're probably getting motor memory I, mean, I, I do I'd love to, to do box jumps I see these people you know pushing you do doing ropes and everything I, I'm not trained in that it bothers me because I'm all getting right, the so, same right, workout so what, and I hardly you, ever sweat yeah so I'll give but you some if advice. I don't do it I feel bad and when I do do it I feel great yeah so you know what a trainer does is it gives you accountability yeah it you know it's a lot like seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist I mean it's you know, the benefit is not, you know, and the, and the fact that they actually charge you to be there. There's something about that relationship that solidifies it. It makes you accountable. You don't blow it off. You stay engaged. It's a meaningful experience. Okay. So there's multiple factors other than just having another human being next to you. If you bring your next door neighbor over, I guarantee it's not going to be the same thing as having someone who you believe is qualified who right. has the ability, to, you know, to do the right thing. So one way you could do it is if you found a, a, a trainer who would be willing to meet with you, say, once a week or once every other week, and who says, I'll video you doing the activities, right? Okay. And to put to, you see, I think that's the one thing that they often fall short is they don't provide a program for you. And there's this interdependence. And there's a little bit of fatigue with a trainer too, you know? So I think if you could get together with someone once a week, once every other week, and you don't have to do it in perpetuity or forever, and have them make a program for you, and then they go through that, it would have to be at least two programs, you know, because you, you're not going to do the same thing back to back. Right. And they say, this is your week. This is what you're going to be doing. To me, that's worth a lot, and there's a lot of trainers who will do that if you ask them. So it is expensive. It's super expensive. The other thing you shouldn't shortchange is classes. Classes are super efficient. I, I am confident you can get the same workout in a class. You know what? There's a male-female thing. Every time I'm looking at a class, there's hardly any males, and I don't want to jump into that. And the problem is what? I don't, it's you know I'm I'm just saying they're mostly doing yeah. the, the yoga or the you know can, it's, you it's, a, it's an aerobics you, no, class on, no that's not true where I go they don't even do aerobics anymore that's they don't no they don't, there's no more leotards. hot yoga they, they, they I don't know what it is they don't right even, they don't even make leotards anymore as far as I know so so but the point is there's so much I'd be uncomfortable jumping into a class sorry that's just the way yeah, I, feel. I think I think that's a dated concept I, if you look do you belong to a health club I do so does your health club offer classes they do yeah. I hardly ever see any men. My health club is a is a hard nosed, you know, guys do some cardio and right. they lift weights. Yeah. I would just encourage you to try Never it. Seen it's actually, men do it's actually motivating. I I I, I don't know. I, I'm I like when there's really when there's a, when there are fit women there who are far more fit than I am, that to me that's pretty motivating, you know. I may never be as fit as some of the people in that room, but yeah. it's good. It's a motivating experience and you want to do well and you'll keep trying. So there's the competition of having someone else in the room and I don't know. I, I don't see the male female thing, but I would just say that um, I'm too take, honest. Take it, take it. No, I'm being honest. I mean, I think take it. I said I'm too of it. honest. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, un, you're, you're uncomfortable around women. Is that what you're saying? Not at all. No, no but it just I don't know. I'm not going to be the only male in this yoga class, and they don't do aerobics you don't do, anymore. You don't have to do yoga then. All right, what do they do then? There's there's like a a, 
okay, a boot camp class where you do a lot of it's just body weight and maybe That's lightweight okay. kettlebells, things like that. If there were and eight men and 20 minimal, I'm okay, okay with that, but just, I don't want to be the only male I in would there. go to the website or whatever health club you are and look at the classes, okay? All right. Because it depends on the time you're going as well. That's I true. I mean, if you're going to... 11 o'clock in the morning, that may be a different, and I'm not going to make any generalizations. I'm right, going to say right. that's a different demographic than 4.30 or 5 in the morning. That right. much I can tell you. We really got off track, but back to LeBron <laughs> James, although I, this is interesting stuff. I'm always learning from you, so that's why I like to share well, it. getting it done is two-thirds the battle. It is, know? it is. So LeBron spends $1.5 million per year on his body, Dr. Cole, and he uses cryotherapy, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and Normatec leg boots. I don't know what that is, a Normatec leg boot. Yeah, so, I mean, these are pretty well-known modalities that work on recovery. So most everyone uses some form of cryotherapy, but there's these cryotherapy chambers. You can go around Chicago now, and there's cryo spas and so forth, and you can either step inside a chamber. I have done in a very limited way. You like it? No, I find it really. I can't get uncomfortable for me. It's uncomfortable. I just don't like the cold. I mean, it's and it's really cold. Uh, but you're not in there for a whole lot of time. It's generally a have couple your patients of minutes. done it? Do you know? Lots of my patients do it. And they what love do they it. say? Do they, they love it? Yeah. What does it do for the body? Um, well, it's it's an issue of uh, recovery. It deals with changes in blood flow. It may modulate your immune system. Um, it basically can take injured, in theory, injured tissue and sort of optimize the environment for healing and recovery. So that surprised me with the cryotherapy <laughs> because you're a guy that will try anything and nothing not bo- not not bothers you. I mean, no, you're, you're, climbing, you're, you're climbing, yeah, but you're, what you know. are you climbing? Mountains? What's yeah. bigger than mountains? What's bigger than mountains? What do you mm-hmm. climb? Mount Everest? Big, You've big, done all big, that? Big mountains? Haven't yeah. done Everest. No, I've <laughs> done Rainier. They're, they're good size, but they're not, they're certainly not on the Everest category. So yeah, so cryotherapy is a good one from recovery and uh, injury tissue recovery. We should do at some point a whole episode on cryo because I know people are really fascinated by it. Um, what about hyperbaric oxygen? Yeah, so oxygen, so oxygen you know, when we, we produce all kinds of nasty things with various disease states, sepsis, you know, bacteria, you know, infections and things like that. So hyperbaric oxygen for burns and frostbite and, uh, can reduce tissue injury. Okay. Uh, and it's sort of, uh, you're in a tank, you're promoting high levels of oxygen. Uh, and again, not available to the average person, right? These are really expensive technology. Hospitals have these to treat patients, for example, with frostbite or maybe burns or sepsis, uh, where there's you know, widespread infection throughout the body. Uh, bringing hyperbaric oxygen to the home is not going to be something that, you know, our listeners are going to do on, on any meaningful basis, but it's, it's interesting. And, 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 you know, the problem is when you're doing, when you're combining all these different things at once, you never know which one's giving you that advantage. But hyperbaric oxygen is fascinating. And, um, you know, it can be used for the bends. You know what the bends are? No. If you're uh, scuba diving and you're, uh, and you you don't decompress properly if you don't go from low de- from high depths to low depths yeah. as you're rising up, you can get air, air emboli and die. Uh, hyperbaric oxygen, for example, is a way to deal with you know uh, de- decompression problems that happen in scuba divers and deep sea divers. Um, it can it's really good for uh, diabetic ulcers, for skin wounds and things of that nature. And then finally, I think in that article they talked about uh, the Normatec boots. I mean, yeah, what is a, that? That's a specific company. Don't know if he's involved or not, but the, it's the concept of using compression. Um, uh, compression across a limb to help with recovery, getting lactic acid out and helping with some of the, again, the, the consequences of exercise that you get muscle breakdown and, and the way your body processes and metabolizes it helps for recovery. Well, so, so LeBron, he might have a boot on both foot, both feet? Going with, with pants, compression pants that go, could go all the way up to his groin. Okay. All yeah, right. I mean, that's possible. All right. Yeah, that's what we see. And a lot of our guys use these things. 
Yeah, for recovery post post game, and they'll wear it on the plane coming home. Bulls and White Sox, or mostly um, Bulls. Um, I don't. I haven't seen because I haven't traveled with the Sox, and I don't know if they're doing as much. But they're certainly using tons of cryotherapy or ice therapy. I can remember ice therapy is cryotherapy. It's sort of a poor man's version of cryotherapy. Jump it in the uh, the Hot, ice. Jump it in the cold tank. Yeah, the cold tank with yeah. all the ice. That's right. Interesting stuff. All right, Doctor Cole, great stuff. Appreciate it. And uh, we got to take a break. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on six seventy. The score. 